0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Engaging the Phenomenon. Uh, Today, we have a special guest, a huge friend of the channel, Vinny Adams, the creator of Disclosure Team. So welcome, Vinny. Thank you for having me, James. It's
1: an honor to be here.
0: Yeah. And and for people listening, you know, Vinny runs Disclosure Team, which I I guess you can consider like a a UFO news media outlet. Um, So is your name actually, is it Vinny or is it Vincent? No, it's Vinny. Okay, wow, really cool. Um, yeah, I always wondered that, right? Uh, so uh, how did just, what is Disclosure Team? How would you describe Disclosure Team to people?
1: That's a really good question because since I started it, it just keeps evolving and changing slightly. Uh, you're right in saying it is kind of like a news and information um, outlet, but it already just started as an Instagram page where I was just posting stuff that I found interesting little tidbits of videos and information. And before long, I suddenly realized that a lot of people were paying attention to what I was posting. So I was like, oh, I might actually have to kind of do this for real and and really, you know, pay attention to what I'm posting and, and really sort of go for it. And, And it just evolved very quickly over the past 12 months into, I guess an actual source for, the very sort of latest stuff when it comes to i'd say more like the government side of things the more nuts and bolts um and the military type side of the of the subject um but again it's it's like i say, it's forever evolving you know i have i have touched upon the kind of consciousness side of things and some more of the high strangeness but yeah we'll see it could be a completely different another year down the line
0: yeah and um you know for people listening what's what's some of the newer stuff that's going
1: on with Disclosure Team? Um, well, I mean, in the last few months, I became a member of UAP Media UK. So um, I'm doing, as well as the Disclosure Team, keeping up with the kind of news and current events. We're also doing like, quite a bit of work behind the scenes at the moment with regards to engaging um, government in the UK, whether it be the intelligence um, agencies, um, also mainstream media, trying to get links with reporters and journalists. to try and make sure that the correct kind of information gets put out to to the public um i've also started researching again which i hadn't done for quite some time so i'm looking at kind of historic um ufo programs and policies with regards to the ministry of defense mainly sort of the 80s 90s and early 2000s because we know at the moment here in the uk that it's just they've just they're not acknowledging the subject they claim there's no interest whatsoever from anyone within mod which i personally find very hard to believe so yeah i'm doing doing that behind the scenes at the moment as we speak
0: yeah and there was actually i think it was tim mcmillan made a pretty interesting comment uh saying something like that you know the uk at least the people in the intelligence community or or some kind of seat like that want the
1: the ufo issue to go away was it something like that Yeah. They, so they're not talking about it in the UK and I don't think they want other countries to talk about it either, Like they're really trying to bury it at the moment. And I mean, there's so many possible reasons why, but it does for me with everything else I've looked into, it just seems that they're they're doing something or they're looking into it and they've not quite figured it out and they just, they want to keep it behind closed doors for the time being. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the major cases over
0: there was the, um, the Rendlesham Forest case you know that's like you know everything all even though they released all the a lot of the UFO files I remember a few years ago they're like oh we're releasing these files and there's thousands and thousands of documents being released but when it came to Rendlesham uh, they couldn't find anything
1: (laughs) yeah convenient isn't it that that seems to be a a running theme there's you know, Rendlesham is probably one of the biggest cases globally, let alone in the UK, and I still feel there's still a lot we don't know or haven't heard about that. It's not a simple case of they put some of the files out, they couldn't find the others, let's move on. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's very strange. But then there's also other cases that have sort of happened around that same sort of time. We've got the Calvine case in Scotland, which is another one that to this day a lot of researchers are still kind of confused by. Where are these photographs? And yeah, there's just so many loose ends that the MOD just hasn't tied up.
0: Yeah, and um, is that is, is Rendlesham like a big case for you being from the UK?
1: In, it has been in the past. It's not something I've looked into for a few years now because it got to that point where I just felt like I was going around in circles with my research, not being able to get to the – I mean, I'm not saying I was trying to get the actual – Final answer because I knew that that was probably not going to happen. But it's these, like you say, the missing documents, just not enough information being put out there officially. It just got to that point where it's like, well, I'll have to pick this up in a few years' time if we get any new information or anybody come forward. Yeah, I think it was
0: really interesting. I, I believe it was during the, the To the Stars Academy uh, unidentified TV series, somebody did a close up on some files that Lou, Luis Luis or tom delong were reading and it said something about uh, <laughs> you know materials recovered from rendlesham
1: yeah that's uh, there's a lot of speculation around that because there are certain researchers out there who have spent a lot of time even years on the case saying there was no material or or, or radioactive ground or anything left behind but then there are there are some that do say that and again it's this is what I'm saying when there's no, there's there's still loose ends that can't be tied up. Uh, And then there's the multiple witnesses from the event. Some people don't believe some of them and others, uh, you know, it's kind of like there's two camps. So it's just, it's just a messy case to this day.
0: Yeah, it was very divisive. I, I remember, yeah, there's a lot of fallout and arguments, but from some of the, even the people involved. Yeah. And, um, I mean, but it's, it is a, a tremendously important case. You got people, uh, you know, who had the biological effects, right? The six observables you had, um, you had a lot of the observables there. And it's, again, the biological, it's basically physical evidence, uh, you know, of somebody in close proximity to UAP.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then there was issues with medical records being covered up and hidden. And you know they would. I think it took a lot. To, I think John McCain had to get involved yeah. to get some of the medical records released. And you know when it goes that far, it sort of it does point in the direction of like what is being hidden and what's what are they not telling us? So it just adds fuel to the fire.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, and you know I I believe you know uh, John Burroughs didn't even get his records, but he was able to get them reviewed by uh, a doctor who had a top-secret clearance, I believe, Dr. Kit Green. Right. And, you know, it, it took that for Green to look at the information and, and be able to say, listen, you got to do this A, B, and C. And somehow he he knew what to do somehow, uh, you know, which is a miracle, probably saved John Burroughs' life. Um, yeah. But I wonder how he knew what to do in that situation either. You know, that's pretty um, interesting but you know let's let's circle back a little um you know you know for people listening uh you know some people on this channel are going to know you for sure some people are going to already be subscribed to your youtube and instagram and follow you already but for the people that are not too familiar with with vinny adams you know um
1: what what got you into all this oh man that goes back a long way i mean as a kid I mean, I'm a child from the late 70s, so, you know, hitting sort of four or five years old, Star Wars was the first thing that I sort of latched onto. So the whole sci-fi world was something that came to me at a very early age, you know, E.T., the extraterrestrial, close encounters, things like that. So I was just an avid sci-fi follower for all of my you know growing up years and things like that and then you know getting into sort of my teens and that I very early kind of picked up on like UFO documentaries and things like that Um and it was just I just had so many questions I think like a lot of people that are in this subject from an early age just needed more and then I guess you know life gets in the way teenage years you're, you're out doing other things with friends but then again in my 20s I kind of picked it back up and that's when I then was watching documentaries but then going and trying to do a bit of research looking at declassified documents and, and things like that um, as best I could because obviously there weren't as many around back then but it just snowballed really the more and more I saw things the more questions came up so the more research I tried to do and I mean it wasn't like proper academic research but it was just trying to dig past you know, the documentary is not, that was never enough. So yeah, it just, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Was there, was there anything that kind of
0: just did it for you where you're like, there's, there's, there's something, I know this is real kind of thing. Was there any kind of point or moment like that for you, you know, uh, where it was like a defining moment where you're like,
1: you had to look further into it. Um, there wasn't anything like that that stood out until 2017, which I think is the same for most people, really, uh, or a lot of people that really kind of hit home. I think sort of around a decade ago, I was watching a lot of Richard Dolan lectures and things like that. Um, and that really got me on that track of I've got to pay, keep paying attention to this now because, you know, I really something with Dolan resonated with me. And I like, this guy knows what he's talking about. It seems like he's got a few controversial things these days, possibly. I I mean that's just up for debate and, and things like that. But so I followed Dolan's work for a long time. And then of course, like I said, when 2017 hit, I saw the the TTSA, I think it was in October 2017 when they all stood up on that stage, introduced the the team, and then obviously December hit. My daughter had just been born that month as well, like a few days before the New York Times article. So my head was just exploding that month, that year. Um, But yeah, that really solidified for me that, yeah, the, the, you know, the train's picking up speed. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, ride it all the way.
0: And uh, how did you, I guess you came across that on the internet, right? Because you're in the UK and I mean, how big was that in the UK? I'm, you know, I'm in the U.S., so there was something of a media barrage over here uh and you know i'm in new york so new york times you know i mean i guess new york times anywhere in the u.s but really um there was a small kind of like media wave in the u.s um but i you found it through the internet and everything
1: yeah i was paying attention to the the u.s press more and i still do more than i do the uk because there was a small wave over here of the same stories, but it's always a week or, or two later. So yeah, I was lucky that I think it was the night of, I can't remember what the date was, if it was, was it the 17th or something yeah. like that. But yeah. yeah, so I think that night I was just checking through, through the US press on, on my phone. I was laid in bed and it, it was there. And I just was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's all coming out. So yeah, very it's- happy. Is there
0: any speculation as to why the UK is so, um, standoffish on this? I mean, it's, you know, and as somebody in the UK, how do you, as a citizen in the UK, you know, for them to kind of undermine the issue, how do you, how does that make
1: you feel? It's not, it's not surprising. It's, I think it's the English way, you know, we're as a, as a people, as a country, we're very set in our ways, very old school, you know, um, so it doesn't surprise me. They try and be prim and proper, like a, a true Englishman and, and all that kind of stuff. And so they don't want to talk about fringe topics, uh, not just UFOs, but anything that's outside the norm. They really have a, an issue with being very open and direct with. Um, and then as far as the reporting it in the media being late, it's just another thing where the UK just follows pretty much everything the US does. It's like we're the, the baby brother who kind of does things a bit after um, so yeah it, it didn't surprise me and it doesn't surprise me to this day that they're trying to withhold stuff or or not be fully transparent about what they're looking into but i think i think their time will come i don't think they can keep it hidden and i think they'll realize that soon enough
0: yeah and you know i'm obviously again i'm in the us i don't understand the the culture in the uk as much but isn't it like um are there are there younger Reporters and media people who are kind of hungry for this at all, where the you know it's like the older generations doing the old thing, and the newer generation wants to step in and just take over, and and kind of push things through their vision. Is there a bit of that at all?
1: There is. We're seeing it recently with the guys at uat Media UK. We are talking regularly to some of the younger journalists. Now we, we've kind of found our way into some of the tabloids that don't have a lot of respect over here because they do post a lot of. Clickbaity, some would say some false articles, but we're trying to ensure that anything UFO related is reported on correctly. So we're, we're making some headway there. We're trying to obviously trying to get into the bigger, more respected papers like the Guardian and the Telegraph and things like that. But I think all in good time. Hopefully, we'll get there. But um, it's, it's going to be a, a, a we have to be persistent with them. I think. But there are a lot of young reporters trying to get the story out there. I think they're getting a little bit of pushback from their editors and editors-in-chief who are probably still of that old-school kind of uh, reporting. So, yeah, I think we're starting to see the ball move a bit further down the road, though, with regards to the reporting, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in the US, a lot of it was like one news place reported on it, so the other people felt like they had to report on it, otherwise they're going to be left in the dust kind of thing. So even... They just had to report on it. And so they were citing other sources and stuff. But um there were certainly, you know, there were certainly some younger people who stepped in and um and really uh were pushing the story in a pretty in a pretty big way. But of course, you know, we you know, Ralph Blumenthal, Leslie Keene, Helena Cooper, that story really broke everything. And 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 Leslie had been reporting uh for many years on on UAP, you know, she did that book. Uh, where I believe John Podesta wrote the forward, and you know, John Podesta was involved with, uh, you know, to the start, or at least, you know, Tom DeLong and, and all those guys. So, sure, and yeah, and 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 again, Podesta was involved, he he did so, you know, the the disclosure project was in 2001, yeah. and then every few years, um. At almost every year after that, there was some kind of similar conference and John Podesta spoke at the 2002 conference and oh, he gave it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gave a short kind of like introduction speech. Um, and uh, yeah, Leslie Keene was actually really influential. She, if you look really closely at the disclosure project interviews with all those witnesses, like all those old ones from the nineties, you'll see, like you'll see Leslie Keene's he- hair, you'll hear her voice. <laughs> She did a lot of those interviews. Yeah, there's, yeah, there, there that was actually, there's a lot going on back then in the 90s. Um, and yeah, so Leslie Keene, I think was probably helpful in that taking place. But yeah, John Podesta, this is in 2002. He's saying, you know, uh, you know the people should be told the truth. Um, they ought to be told the truth because it's the right thing, number one, because it's the law and because yeah. they can handle it. So that was, a, and I, it's, it's crazy to think that's almost
1: 20 years ago now. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but so I knew when, he was obviously, in, sorry, go on.
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, obviously, I was aware with the pedestrian, the Tom DeLong thing, um, and obviously the emails and his connection with the Clintons and that. Um, I think I'd heard like things about him being involved, uh, you know, previously, I didn't realize he'd kind of been as involved as you just mentioned. So that's, that's something for me to go and find. Oh, well, actually, you know, it's
0: Rockefeller Initiative. If you look into that, you know, um, Steve Bassett did a lot of really good work collecting all that. Um, and again, controversial. Stephen Greer was doing all those briefings in the 90s. But yeah. John, John Podesta was in the Clinton administration during the 90s when Greer was giving all those briefings. And uh, even uh, Ron Pandolfi at that point was running the weird desk yeah. and he, there was a briefing and he said, I, I can't do the briefing for, you know, whatever re- plausible deniability. So he had Bruce McAbee, uh do a briefing. Um, I forget for which um, presidential uh, house that was. Uh, yeah. I guess it was the Clintons, but it was for the Clinton uh, scientific board. Right. Uh, but Podesta was definitely kind of like in the loop and I don't, I'm not sure if he was at the Rockefeller ranch, but you know, back then the, at the Rockefeller ranch, you know, there's a picture. It shows Dr. Stephen Greer, yeah, Robert Midwell, Linda Malton, how John Mack. Yeah. So if he, if John Podesta was not there, I'm sure he was privy to what was going on and some of the testimony. And, you know, obviously we have people like uh, the late, great uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell was definitely involved in that stuff. So, Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think it's going to take for something like that in the UK that where it's going to like, you think there'll be like a conversion to where like in the U S at some point there was like, you couldn't, uh, you know, a few days couldn't go by without a new UFO story. You think that's going to happen in the
1: UK? I think what's, what it's going to take to start, switching things up here is what we've been seeing right now at the moment with things going through the Senate for the, uh, the Gillibrand uh, amendment to the HR 4350 as part of the, of, of the NDAA bill. Um, I think it's going to take something like that, actually getting it through passed and signed into law, getting this new UAP office up and running, which obviously will be quite public facing. It's going to be an official office with hopefully classified and, Uh, declassified unclassified public reports i think once the uk sees something like that then there'll be a turnaround but until anything like that happens i can't i can see them just dragging their feet even further
0: yeah i i thought there was going to be more from the uk when there was the uap task force and the report came out i thought i was expecting and and again the 60 minutes i mean that was just such a huge media piece it was like wow that was incredible. I'm still amazed how, how well I think that that went.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we will, I, I, I think there probably has been some sharing of information, maybe not so much with the task force, but through the intelligence agencies definitely coming from the UK and to America and any of the five eyes kind of Australia as well, who are also yeah. seems to be quite quiet on the subject at the moment. I think it'll all happen at the same time. I think the UK, Australia, they'll all start talking probably in the, I'm hoping next year. We'll see. Yeah.
0: That's kind of the funny thing. It's not like, as if they don't know, we know that they know, we know that they know what, that there's something real to this and they have, uh, I say every government, uh, especially all the major kind of big governments with big militaries all have a, 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 a tremendous body of classified data, you know, Again, maybe pictures, radar tracking, uh, military reports. They, I think they all have it, so they they know it's real, and they've probably exchanged uh, a bit with you know again the U.S. and other intelligence services. So we know they know. It's just yep. you know this this game of you know what is it going to be proper because once you go down that road and you publicly acknowledge it and say it's real. You, you Kind of have to, you can't stop there at that point, I no. feel, no, yeah. And, and and it's uh, you know, it's been going on in the US, and um, it's it's been incredible to see, you know. And again, thanks to people like Lua Lozando and, and Christopher Mellon and, and the people that had supported them to do what they're doing and protected them, maybe in some ways. Um, so I'm really hoping. Uh, um, yeah, I'm really hoping to see the UK and Australia and other countries really pick this up. There's been, there's been small things here and there, but I, I mean, imagine we get like some kind of global media wave consistently,
1: right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think other things like Project Titan coming out of San Marino, if that hits the UN in the, in the near future as well, I think that'll open a lot of eyes in Europe. Yeah, kind of come forward and realize that it's okay to talk about this within the ranks of government uh, and through into the military and intelligence agencies again i think they're just waiting for that one big thing to happen where they can go now we can talk about it and then we see it flooding out of every corner of the globe
0: yeah and um yeah you know speaking of you were you were in the uk uh, you were in the uk but you uh, you met up with the U, UAP UK or Media UK and, and Lou Elizondo. What was that? What was going on there?
1: That was, um, obviously, I've spoken to Lou a few times on my YouTube channel, and he'd let me know a few months ago that he was going to be in London. Uh, and and I was speaking to his wife, Jennifer, as well. Um, and they were just like, yeah, it'd be great to meet up. And I was like, of course, that'd be fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, love that. so. Uh, I spoke to the guys and I was like, look, should we, should we head down to London and arrange something, meet Lou? Um, and it turned into, we, we got an Airbnb for three days. Um, we went down and we were able to go to the National Archives, do some, look at some documents, um, get to know each other. The, the guys at UAP Media UK, we hadn't really met before, face to face, so that was a good kind of team bonding, living in one house together for a few days. That was awesome. Um, and then yeah, we timed it so that we got to to hang out with Lou for a few hours as well, which was eye opening.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was it like meeting Lou in in person?
1: It was it was yeah, it was great. I mean, he uh, he's a big uh, important person to to what I do. I I stand by his work and what he does. You know, obviously there's a lot of people out there that think there's something dodgy about him or that he's still against disclosure and he's controlling the narrative i don't buy any of that um so for me it was like genuinely like an honor to meet him and it was a great conversation um and yeah couldn't have gone any better it was just yeah amazing yeah that's really cool and um so uh you know what other
0: uh developments that do you see that uh, are going on right now that you think are
1: important um I think it's all, with everything we're seeing right now, with everything going through the Senate and, and Congress and all that. I think I still am a big proponent for individual members of the public to contact their representatives as well. Um, you know, it's a big message that we've seen Luis Jimenez push with his big phone home initiatives, um, and I, I really subscribe to that as well because I think we can all play our our part in this process, however small it may seem. And that goes for the people here in the UK as well. We here at UAP Media UK, we have templates and, and a very similar thing going on where people can contact MPs and that over here. I just think it, it really does add up and really help push push the, the subject forward. It gets more people talking. I think that's another thing that I am a really big fan of, is just getting the conversation normalized, whether it be your friends and family who probably wouldn't normally talk about this kind of thing. If we see that spreading then i think that's just normalizes it in in everyday life i think that'll just help and it might have to be the small things like that while we wait for these these big things that we hope will occur in the, in the in the near future you know it's a tough one it's a tough one because i don't like to get too excited about m- possibilities and maybes so yeah you know it's it's you got to keep your expectations at a, at a at a reasonable level and then uh, but still putting a bit of work as well
0: yeah it's because it's it's incredible because i mean i remember like t- 2010 and it was like there were con- ufo conferences and stuff um the the ufos and nukes in 2010 was huge that yeah. was a big moment but up prior to that the kind of big thing was the disclosure project and then then again, the 2010 UFOs and nukes, and I thought I remember watching that live. Um, I thought that was huge. But then again, obviously, you know, a few, you know, week later, it's like on to the next thing, and it's just yeah. just the UFO people that were really into it. Uh, but then the citizens' hearing happened, and that I thought was big, and that actually got a little more media. Um, so it's it's been decades of like yeah don't get your hopes up because you know (laughs) you know i remember seeing these different um yeah i I, I hate to say it like this because i'm an experiencer but these ufo witnesses come forward that had such an amazing story and you think that something might happen with it or something but it just ends up being a hoax or a dud or just doesn't go anywhere so it's it's actually pretty incredible to see what's going on now um and it's you know we're in uncharted territory. You know, we have things going on like the Galileo project, yeah, with Avi Loeb, and, um, you know, it's almost like I don't know what to make of, you know, if, if if something is coming along, it's if if it's actually going to make a big impact or, or, if it, but you know, it's hard to see the momentum being lost at this point.
1: Yeah, I think there's obviously we hear all the time that there's things happening in the background, but for the, the everyday folk, it's like if they don't see it happening, then it just feels like there's a real stagnant. It's like frozen that nothing's happening, nothing's moving along. We're stuck in a rut. Um, but then every now and then we do see little things. So like you just said, the the announcement of the Galileo project back in July was, was a really positive thing. But then you know, in real in in real terms, they're obviously still in the early stages of acquiring the equipment they need with the funding that they've probably only recently got a lot of and are still working on Um, and then we heard back in the summer of of things like Skyfall you know this new think tank with uh, Jake and Jesse and Sean Cahill and you know we've yet to see anything publicly about what they're doing which I think a lot of people might feel is like a frustrating thing but you know these these things take time and for me that's okay and I, I do sometimes have to kind of remind people that that that's the case and it's not to just expect big things every day you know because we saw such a big momentum in the summer with the build-up to the UAPTF preliminary assessment everyone was excited we had multiple media stories daily everyone was really just lapping it up and then it just went quiet and i think that's when i noticed a lot of people switch and frustrations were starting to be vented especially across things like ufo twitter and and that so yeah it we need more reassurance that things are happening, I think.
0: Yeah. And I I think it was nice um, to hear Bill Nelson, the the NASA chief to (laughs) make some pretty interesting comments, uh, you know, and saying, yeah, you know, he was on the armed service committee. He was briefed on the UAP stuff in the classified setting. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that all the people that, you see different senators and people who were who were briefed in the classified setting. Um, none of those people that have really come forward in the public that are talking, being interviewed have undermined the subject. It's interesting that the, the people that have gotten classified briefings are all basically pro uh, this needs to be looked into.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think the quicker that that happens and the bull and the momentum keeps rolling and we get something set up where it's it goes beyond looking into just military cases, you know, because we, I've said a lot of times and a lot of people do that the everyday folk who have had experiences and that their voices seems to have been really pushed to the, to the background. And and that's just obviously not fair at all. I think the focus needs to shift away from all of this government and military aspect to, to really focus on the everyday folk who have struggled with, with what might have happened to them and their families and their everyday lives and, you know that's something that I have to again remind myself of when I'm so focused on looking at these these official aspects of it with the government and that you know that it's not just about that so I'm actually working with a couple of experiences at the moment to try and bring their stories forward and that's something I'm going to hopefully do this side of Christmas fingers crossed but yeah that's like why I was saying you know I've tried to kind of evolve as a as a channel as a page as a Person, when it comes to researching the subject, I say, I say, researching, looking into the subject. Um, so yeah, something new experiences, you know, because yeah. something I've, I've never experienced or seen anything.
0: Oh, uh, well, that's a great question. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> um, you answered it. Uh, did you see the recent uh interview I did with um Project Unity J?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I got into my story a little bit there, and that's again, that's kind of those are some highlights that's not even you know i could i couldn't possibly you know talk about the last you know whatever almost 15 years right um but yeah I, i understand that and you know i'm as somebody i guess who's in that community i get it like um but i understand the emphasis on the on the military stuff it's you know it it's a, it's a tough line to walk just because especially not, I, I don't think so much for the people in the UFO community. I think the people in the UFO community are generally open to listening to experiencers, but that, that's, yeah. it's the tough part is the general public because that's every time there's been a story like that, that's when they're playing the X files music and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and when 2017 came out and they were talking about ufos officially that diminished from the military side but when when it comes to you know a lot of you know there's there's been a lot of reports of like local sightings and even even the o'hare case right yeah um that was kind of like downplayed and there hasn't yet been a push in the media to look at everyday people you know who make up this world, basically, you know, our everyday people who make up the entire world. Uh, There hasn't been a, yeah, there really hasn't been a push or an acknowledgement yet publicly where those people, you know, or people like me or will be taken seriously yet. Um, But I think, yeah, that's definitely going to be coming sometime soon. And, uh, you know, we did the crash retrieval week where we have another themed week coming uh, pro- probably in December, and it actually is perfectly in line with what you're going to be doing. So maybe oh, we
1: should talk about that. Yes, yeah, oh. definitely.
0: Um, but oh, and you said you're gonna have Richard Dolman on soon.
1: Yes, so the the new documentary The Observers just released, I think it was actually today. So um yeah, I was speaking to the, the people over at The Observers um about doing an interview with uh Someone who featured in the documentary. So initially, I was straight away. I was just like Richard Dolan, and I haven't spoken to Richard yet. I've been wanting to speak to him forever. So yeah, that's uh, lined up for. I'm just waiting for a final confirmation, but I think it's only just over a week away, if everything goes to plan.
0: And then, so Richard's going to be on your channel. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Uh, I'm looking forward to to watching the documentary too
1: yes yeah i think you know it's there's a bit of controversy surrounding some of the the production team and and what they've done in the past but i'm not one to judge until i've actually seen it we've seen who's going to be in it um so to me yeah i give everything a try um you know
0: yeah so what what are your thoughts on um so you're you're gonna be doing the thing with some experiencers uh this coming month what are some of your thoughts on the phenomenon
1: um Good question. what do you think what, what do you think we're dealing with here well it gets harder and harder to answer that question for me because you know i do kind of come from what you might say a nuts and bolts background thinking it's just a physical craft that's that's behind all these things but then uh, we look and see recently when we kind of got the new information about orsap and james Lukatsky and a lot of the high strangeness that was studied in the Allsat program for those two years, the two main years, that now I'm further away from an answer than I've ever been. And the kind of extraterrestrial hypothesis has almost taken a little bit of a backseat for me where I'm looking more into the kind of ultra-terrestrial, interdimensional thing, or even time travel, you know, us from the future. That that That's really taken a, a prominent stance in a lot of people at the moment. So yeah, my my desk with all the, possibilities on it is just growing and growing at the moment. So which I quite quite like in a way because it's good to have options and keep everything on the table until more evidence or data comes out. So yeah, it's just keeps me busy, keeps me thinking.
0: Yeah. And do you do you think it's um like a singular phenomenon or you think we're dealing possibly with
1: by... oops, sorry. Apple, Apple watch is talking. I think it's more likely to be multiple things because there's so many different things been reported over the generations and decades and millennia if it's one thing it's one very big thing that has a multitude of how they appear how they look and what they can do it's it's crazy you know so it does to me point in the direction of multiple different things yeah, again, I, yeah. I don't re- I don't really know.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, it's, I mean, even for me, right, I've, I've experienced a, a, a variety of different phenomena and I, I can't really pin it down. Uh, I'd like to think, yeah, I have a good idea because I've had experiences. But um, if anything, I'm almost more baffled in a sense, because, you know, some of the experiences I've had have different qualities to them. Right. Right. Um, So it it makes me lean in the direction of we're probably dealing with different phenomena. But again, at the end of the day, I don't know. Um, You know, Jacques Vallée has proposed some very interesting ideas, um, you know, like a meta control system and uh, appearing the different ways. And I know, uh, you know, Dr. Gary Nolan made some really interesting comments on Twitter in the past few days. And it's like, (laughs) you know, all, you know, all those you know, how, how put off and Dr. Kit Green, you know, Colm Kelleher, you know, all these yeah. brilliant people, Dr. Eric Davis, um, they don't seem to quite have it figured out either. And they are, you know, been working together on this behind the scenes for decades, trying to solve this puzzle. Yeah. And uh, it seems like they, the, like the greatest minds that we're aware of that are, that are looking into this are are, you know, just, just as curious.
1: Yeah, completely agree, man. They're the people that I really, when I see something put out from those guys, I get really excited, you know, that because we don't hear from them all the time, you know, like you said, Gary Nolan put something out this week and I was like, haven't seen anything from him in a while, you know, and I'm sure they're so busy with their research and and, and doing the, the the real work behind the scenes. So yeah, it's it's comforting in a way for me, knowing that we've got people like that looking into it, you know, um they'll let us know if they find anything <laughs> well and
0: and you know yeah uh dr diana Pasalka's is back on the scene uh, she disappeared yeah. for a little while she seems she's back in the public and it seems like she's very open to sharing her ideas and she doesn't feel as restrained um i guess with all the pressure with the, you know american cosmic and um yeah. everything that you know that happened after the book came out and sure. the repercussions. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to what she has to to say. Um, but Definitely. then, yeah, we have, yeah, we also have um, those papers coming out on the materials soon.
1: Uh, that'd be interesting. Somebody- I think a lot of people talk about the materials still as like, what's going on? We haven't heard anything about any materials for a while. So yeah, I think that'd be really interesting.
0: Yeah, so there's there's that, and then I guess there's the experiencer study um, that Kit Green and, and Dr. Gary Nolan were doing, and I'm sure that there's I'm sure that there's follow up for that too.
1: Yeah, I've yeah, had a few so- conversations with people about that, with the, with regards to that work that Kit Green and that are doing, and I think it's probably quite a big project from what I've heard, there's a lot of things involved with that. So again, it's another one of those things that is happening behind the scenes that we rarely hear about in the public domain. So that's what keeps me content knowing that these things are happening. But like I said, that's not good enough for the public that don't get to hear about these things. So when we,
0: you know, Say everything goes as planned, and we have the, the new office, the you know, um, anomaly surveillance and resolution office. Uh, what do you think realistically is going to happen? What
1: are some of your your thoughts on that? It's hard to say what I think will happen. What I think is good that you've got the aerial and transmedium advisory committee, which will feature um, like outside entities such as people from the Galileo project, the SCU, um, and other things like that, that, you know, uh, just give it some real weight, you know, it's not just relying on an internal department or group to kind of go out and try and gather all the information from the, the the multiple agencies that have who could possibly been sitting on some information for decades, and they're kind of reluctant to give it up. I think there's going to be a bit more oversight as well, though, which is a good thing. Um, We've got um oh who is it let me think people like the faa and department of energy coming you know going to be required to to give more NOAA, the dhs all these agencies that have kind of probably got away with it or or, or didn't get pressed by the uap task force you know last year and things like that i think with a bit more oversight uh, on those kind of agencies, I think we're more likely to be get get the information and then let's just hope it's put into the unclassified reports that that we hope are going to come as well so hard I could easily say what I want to see whether we'll get it or not that's that's the thing you know but just I don't think they could add any more to this 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 new office through this bill and amendments and that you know with all the geospatial intelligence signals intelligence uh, featuring things like the health effects and that it's there's a lot in there there's a lot of a lot to digest so fingers crossed yeah <laughs> yeah i mean seemed that they
0: that was very informed um language <laughs> they knew what they were looking for yeah um yeah and it was funny yeah there was just there's a there's a the picture of uh, lou elizondo and, and christopher mellon today
1: outside the capital uh, that was really cool Yes. Yeah, so I mean, like Lou said, I think when he tweeted the picture that, you know, they're there doing their work for, kind of for, for the people that, you know, they're on our side. And yeah, it's just a great thing that they're there. You know, I'd imagine that they're really pushing senators and people to really get behind the amendments and the bills to co-sponsor. Maybe, you know, it's hard to say. I'm speculating, but it can only be a good thing for the UFO community that they're there doing that.
0: Yeah. And what do, you, what do you think of, you know, we talked about the stuff that's kind of buried uh, possibly in Air Force and, and, you know, again, all these different agencies. Uh, do you think any of that is going to come into question or it's going to have to be new information
1: that's acquired? Yeah, I, I'm not very confident because I believe if there are these these crash retrievals that are hidden away, I think they're, they're not necessarily even in black projects. I think they're in the gray. Somewhere lying, somewhere buried between military and private aerospace organizations, just in very, very small, tiny compartments, you know, that are just hidden away with very, very little people that know who are in the need to know. So I, I, I don't put a lot of weight on the that coming out. Yeah, certainly not, not at the forefront of of new information, but just that's just how I see it. Low expectations. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but you know what? It, the The thing is, too, there's a, there, at at some point, though, I, I would think that at, that at some point, you're gonna have to address Roswell, right? You, yeah. you can. There's gonna be a point where they can no no longer say we, you know, we don't know what happened, or you know what I mean, or or it's classified, or there's. I I think there's got to be a point where something happens that that has to be addressed on some level publicly. You know? Yeah,
1: and I think with the UAPTF uh, reports last year, even the, the classified ones, only focusing on cases from kind of the last year and a half. You know, except obviously the Nimitz case was in there as well. But pretty soon they're going to be digging back decades, and if these people are sitting on information, especially the Air Force, and they're being asked for it, I mean, they're going to have to give it up, which is yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah and I, again
0: that's you know there's a lot of fascinating um cases you know over the, the last 80 years and i'm sure there's some that we have never even heard of right yeah and then you know there's the stuff there's to the talk about starfish prime um you know from the 60s which yeah was allegedly a true case um i i yeah. I, I don't know what it's going to, you know, that's almost going to uh, Richard Dolan, He wrote that book after disclosure. Sure. You know, uh, which was a great book. Um, you know, I think it's, it's going to take something like a true disclosure event. If, if we could even call it that, I don't know. You know, how do you, how do you see
1: disclosure rolling out? You know, what we call disclosure the thing. I, I, I've thought about this for for many years, you know, and people talk about the capital D disclosure, the acknowledgement from the from a president stood in front of a podium disclosing. I I mean, I don't, I've never really put any kind of weight behind that happening. But then we've got a mass sighting, something that just just cannot be denied. You know, it's in this modern day and age, the the way things are, you know, you can't really cover up a, a huge mass sighting these days. There's a possibility you could have leaks or insiders coming forward whether whether it be anonymous or just breaking rank breaking ndas I, it's hard to say you know we, there, there are so many avenues it could come from or, or go down so yeah i don't know if be, i'd be speculating if i said it's going to come from yeah. one or the other you know
0: well it's interesting too because um you know the phenomenon could could end the entire Secrecy at least, not the cover-up, um, but it, it could it could make itself known at any point in time overtly to the to, yeah. to the citizens. So that's always on the table. I so I sometimes wonder why has there been this push recently? I know obviously it's because people are, are you know making sacrifices and dedicated you know their efforts to this. We wouldn't have had that without them doing that. Um, but yeah people have talked about it before it feels like even you know with that occurring somebody somewhere flicked the green light and um
1: said okay we're going to give this a go for whatever reason you know yeah could be i mean we see also see a younger generation of politicians and even military leaders these days i mean i think a lot of the old guard are, are retired or you know passed away even now so maybe it's just a a new generation who feel that what happened in the past many decades ago was obviously awful for the American people and, and everyone around the world. Maybe it's time to kind of stop being so secretive and, and, and things like that. I mean, again, I'm just speculating, but that kind of, you know, you notice that a lot of the younger people are the ones talking in, in government and that, you know, your Rubios and things. They're not your, your old gray hairs uh, <laughs> that we've seen in the, in the past. So you know i always think that that could be a a, a a small aspect of it
0: yeah and um what is is there something that that you think is going to for sure happen in like the next year or two
1: <laughs> i don't know man i think i think if if everything goes to plan with the office getting in that's going to be great but i also I just have these ideas that we're going to see more leaks, whether it be photos or videos that we've heard about, or whether it's things we haven't heard about, whether it's people who've worked in programs in the past coming forward. That's that, that'd be great. You know, we didn't expect the to come forward and he popped out of nowhere. Might happen again next year, might happen two years down the line. So again, it's, yeah, it could come from anywhere. The next step, I'm not saying disclosure, I'm just saying the next step or the next thing that we can dig our teeth in as researchers and people who follow the subject, and even the public, for them to to give them further hope that it's all moving in the right direction, you know?
0: Yeah, and I, I know you're speculating about, you
1: know, people possibly
0: coming forward, but if, if you had to speculate even further, would you speculate that the, the people that could possibly come out are people that... Um, are are kind of like breaking NDAs, or just that they're they're just coming forward officially publicly.
1: Could be a, a multitude of things. It could be military. Someone who may have retired from the military, whether it be a you know a navy pilot, for example, or, or an air force pilot who might have experienced something and never had to sign it off. You know, like how Commander fravor and Alex Dietrich are able to yeah, talk yeah. about what happened. Could it be something like that? Absolutely, that would be fantastic because no one gets in trouble. We all get to hear about a new case that's compelling, hopefully that's the kind of avenue I'd want to see it coming from, so that'd be great if you see people breaking n d a s then you worry about their their livelihoods, their families, and things like that you know well, and also the potential
0: to shut the conversation
1: down right yeah, absolutely I and mean, yeah. like
0: this is getting too dangerous now with all this public talk about u f o so you know what? Actually, we're just gonna make everything classified. So that's a problem too. I know people just want some of these people to come forward and tell everything, but that you know that might actually not help the the bigger conversation going on. Right. Yeah. You know, it might they they might have to put something new into effect where it's like, okay, this is only gonna happen on the classified classified level now. Sure. So you know, it's a genuine concern for that, and I know people don't want to hear that, but this you know, that's the reality of the situation. That's what we're dealing with here. So, you know, we got to take what we can. And, um, and again, I do think it is progress. We're in a much better place in a conversation as far as the UFO subject goes on a global level. Um, You know, you know, we haven't had like one hundredth of these type of conversations before 2017. It was just, You know, the UFO community now, you know, we have scientists engaging and, you know, the chief of NASA is is very outspoken about the possibilities of UAP and, uh, you know, former CIA directors going on the record. Uh, You know, we're we're definitely in in a better place. And I. What do you you think about um, when when people are talking about like, oh, yeah, this is all this is all uh, some kind of controlled disclosure? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I hear it all the time, and it's like it's it's, it's still part of a maybe a psycho- psychological operation to bring it out in a certain way with a certain narrative attached to it. And I don't put I not put much weight behind it because how can they show that or prove that? You know, it's just their opinion, which is absolutely fine. I have no problem people having different differences of opinion, but for for me, you know, I, I speak to people like you. I speak to people many people who are involved in this. Um, and that's kind of where I tend to who I tend to listen to more than a random people that jump into my DMs here and there going, oh, this is, <laughs> you
0: know,
1: this is a psyop, this is like you, you, you just said, a completely uh, controlled, drip-fed government plan. You know, it, I, I don't have time to focus on that kind of thing, unfortunately. I'm aware that it's a possibility, of course, but again, speaking to the right people behind the scenes you know there's i've I've made some great connections um and they continue to grow and i have great conversations but yeah i don't know i just i just i'm an optimist as well i'm very optimistic about the way things are going i think i'm looking at things with the right eyes i'm not blinded by things um time will tell i suppose but with with regards to something you just said a minute ago as well you know with people we, we we had 75 years of it just doing nothing we've had four years of it just going like in my opinion up and up and up and we can kind of wait a few a little bit longer you know if, if a lot of people have to wait 75 years and we shouldn't expect too much in four or five years it's it's probably good that it's being brought out slower just because it's uh it can be managed you know the the, the reality can be managed and I don't know. I always wonder what it would be like if it was just thrown out there like for the whole public and it's like, here you go, one day you wake up and the world's a completely different place because it's all true and real and in your face. I think that's kind of a bad thing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was just actually gonna get into that. What do you, would you make of um, Lou Elizondo's comment about, you know, the kind of disclosure being somber?
1: Difficult. There are so many ways you could kind of read into that. Again, I try not to because it could mean that he's got information that says it's probably not what we want to hear, or it's it's something negative, or maybe it's just the process could be dragged out, and so we're going to be somber because we're going to be waiting. Again, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't like to kind of miss like read so far into something that I'm completely off the ball completely because I've gone right. He means this when actually he meant that. yeah, I try not to pay too much attention or put too much focus on that and dwell on it. And so what do you, how do you, how do you think people would
0: react if if there was like, you know, say next week or say, say on Thanksgiving, uh, United States, somebody present or somebody announces to the world, you know, UFOs are, are real and they're another intelligence. How, how do you think the world would take that?
1: I think it would be a mixture of excitement and panic. I think we'll see every aspect of, you know, the spectrum of emotion and feelings from different people around the world. For me personally, my first question would be, right, now can we figure out the intent? Because yeah. it might all be great. We've got the answers that, wait a minute, are they actually here for good? Or are there, is there some nefarious reason now? Uh, that would That would be my initial thought. But I think globally we'd see probably see a bit of panic in the streets we probably see people with signs that's welcoming the cosmic brothers and sisters to the world you know like we see seen in, in movies and stuff but um yeah I always try and compare it to the reaction of something big like how we a lot of people reacted to the covid pandemic over the last few years we saw riots because of that and we saw people handle it quite well and just get on with their lives as as much as they could with lockdowns and things like that so you know everyone reacts differently so i think it would literally be a mishmash of everything here there and everywhere and then it would probably settle and die down it depends as well on how the government would then keep communicating what they're doing now that that, that it's out there you know are we just going to be left to our own devices and like there you go have that it's real they're here see you yeah. later that would that would worry me.
0: Yeah. Um- it's it's been great talking to you, Vinny. Um,
1: Thank you, Matt.
0: Yeah, I just for people listening, um, uh, what else can they look forward to on Disclosure Team?
1: Well, uh, in this side of Christmas, I'm obviously got some more interviews coming up on my YouTube channel. We're going to be digging into some experience of cases, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to do a few more collaboration appearances with, with other YouTubers uh, like Sean Rash, Witness Citizen. We've got a, an eight-hour uh, NDAP secrecy special. I think that's December 17th. So we're going to have all sorts of guests there. I'm going to be co-hosting with him. Uh, I'm trying to finalize an article or something with all my findings from the National Archives with regard to the UK government and their lack of speaking about the subject. Yeah, and just general who knows what can happen between now, now and Christmas as well with everything that's going on. So I'm just going to be keep putting out the latest information as well on social media. So yeah, just, just keep doing what I'm doing, really.
0: And, and for your social medias, uh, the links are going to be put in the description, but for people also listening, where can they find your social medias?
1: So my primary outlet, I suppose, is Instagram, and that is disclosure underscore team. But I'm also a bit more active on twitter these days which is disclosure team and then an underscore straight after the, the team so disclosure team underscore on twitter and then on youtube it's just disclosure team you should be able to find me
0: all right. it's right it's been great having you on vinnie and uh you know again I, I love your work i know that i wake up in the morning and i want to know if something has gone down <laughs> i just go on disclosure team and oh, i know it's going to be there i know it's going to be so there much. like the important highlights and uh, you know um, you're such a great dude, man. I really appreciate you. it. You know, I appreciate your energy, your vibe, kind of the way that you actually, you know, not just the way you engage with people, I think in a really good way, but with the information, you know, you're not saying this is this and you have to believe this. You're just saying, listen, this is the information information. And you put it out in a very responsible and reasonable way. So I greatly appreciate that.
1: Uh, thank you so much. That means a lot. You've, you've been a big inspiration of mine. So to hear that means means the world. So thank you. Yeah.
0: So And I, I look forward to, to speaking with you again and working with you again in, in any way possible. I'm sure I'm sure it's going to come up.
1: Absolutely, man. 100%. Yeah.
0: So um, everybody, go check out Vinny Social's Disclosure Team Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, And we will speak to you all again soon. Take care, guys. Oh, man, I have an issue here. Hold on.